At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. Welcome back. This is 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor. And with me now is Sabrina Comales. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. How are you doing? Today? I'm really well. I'm so happy you're finally on the show. I know, me too. Um, I've, I've seen you play a bunch, and uh, obviously I, I know you quite well through mutual friends. Yeah. Uh, so really excited to have you on. Especially because I also last saw you a couple of week, weekends ago. Yes, playing it somewhere out there. Yeah. It was an amazing festival um, put on for a great cause out in uh, Worcester, Vermont. I uh, hope to do it again next year as well. Fun time, camping, hanging out with friends, playing some good music. It was a, it was a good day, and yeah. you, you killed it. Thank you very much. So we always like starting with the song. So would you like to introduce it and take it away? Uh, yes. The, this is the first song that I ever wrote. Uh, it's called Relapse, and it is on my album. Oh, 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 oh,
I've never really tried So the next time that you need me Oh, I know just what I'll do I'll try to be strong But that won't last for long Since I'm hopelessly in love with Relapse there by Sabrina Kamalas. That was incredible. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I'm actually kind of like tearing up over here. I'm that sure was... my mom's at home crying right now. Hi, Mom. Ooh. <laughs> um, that was just incredibly powerful. Uh, a very raw song, a song that demands attention. Um, could, you, could you talk to me a little bit about that song and the creation of it? I mean, if you, oh, if, yeah, no. um, if you don't I mind. Was... You know, I wrote this, it was one of the first songs that I wrote, and it's pretty easy uh, chords on guitar, so it's developed a little bit since I first wrote it, but I was a young person, who I still am, but a younger girl who was experiencing a lot of emotions with different connections to different people and trying to find ways and similes and metaphors and, and ways of expressing myself in a way that other people could understand because it's kind of comforting knowing that other people can relate to you but it's also like as an artist, it's nice to know that I can write something that makes people have a feeling or like a thought or a, a relation and an emotion to it. Uh, and that was a goal with this song for sure. Oh, I'd definitely say you nailed it. <laughs> um, well, let's go back to the start though. Tell me a little bit about your history. How do you find yourself in Burlington? And when did you start playing music yourself? Um, so I've been singing since I could speak, definitely. Um, not necessarily in tune from the beginning, but <laughs> gave it my best shot. Um, I grew up singing opera all throughout middle school and high school, and then that turned into jazz and orchestra, and, well, singing with orchestra and whatnot. Um, and I moved on to college where I did a theater degree, um, which helped kind of influence my performance and my personality on stage. And I got a job right out of college in Manhattan with this like company that just wasn't really um, supporting ideals that I really liked to bring into the world. You know, they were, it was a fast fashion company and they um, didn't really have the same thought process as me and I wanted to stop living the life that I was living and I looked around me and my friends and I saw people were having a joyous time here in Burlington. <laughs> so I came to visit on a road trip to see what it was all about and I was like, wow, there's a lot of local live music here and people care about this community and this place is a very special place to be. I, I want to be here. I need to be here. Um, and I had also had a conversation uh, the same year uh, with my grandmother, which helped make this move a musical move instead of just a move to a different state with a, the same job, you know. Um, she looked at me one day and we were talking. I was like, you know, Grandma, I feel like I'm not really getting anywhere with my music. I feel like I haven't had any big breakthroughs and I'm not really booking any shows or really doing anything that I feel like is good to that. And she said, well, have, have you ever have you tried yet? Like, have you gone out and, like, met people and, like, played open mics? And I was like, well, I guess I really haven't done as much as I could. So I made last year about that, and it's come to a pretty good end. <laughs> well, it's hopefully and not it's, end uh, yet. Well, <laughs> this, this year, is my birthday is this Friday, which is my next show, and it's, it's kind of like the rounding off of my first year really, mm. really putting effort into my music uh, and recording. When I saw you the other day, you mentioned that for your birthday present to yourself this year, you were investing in yourself. So tell me a little bit about that. What did you, what did you specifically did you invest in? And Yeah, um, so I kind of started that philosophy last year for my birthday, and so it's kind of like a treat yourself kind mm. of a vibe. Uh, finding what, what I like, 
recognize what's going on in my life and things that might be causing me frustration or things that are in my way of getting to what my goals are. Um, and I just identify what I can do to either, you know, get a different instrument or I can find time to work with the new band that I found or I invested in myself literally by building a website last year on my birthday, which has been a huge help because it gives me a place to direct people to when they want to hear my music. Um, last year, I also bought my D'Angelico, obviously on some monthly payments there, but <laughs> mm. uh, it was definitely worth the investment. You know, they, they really do mean that when you have to invest in yourself, you really, really do. You got to spend a little bit of money and put a little, lot of your time into yourself and, and you'll really get where you want to go. You were referencing your guitar then. And um, if, if you've not seen Sabrina play live and I definitely uh, encourage anyone to do so, she, she plays with this beautiful green guitar yeah. it's so striking and a lot of a lot of what you wear a lot of um it's, it's not just kind of the voice and the lyrics you've got you, a, a lot of your aesthetic is incredibly striking you. you, you're someone <laughs> it that stands out in, in a really good way yeah. um uh you said you kind of got a fashion background mm -hmm. did this kind of occur naturally or is this something you've really you've really focused on it's been like a real real kind of uh, emphasis on this for, for I you i think it's definitely um i mean it's a cultural thing there's a song by john bellion who is a long island artist who's very not like the music that i do but i enjoy him as an inspiration he has this whole song about fashion and how everybody in the world is connected to it you might not necessarily realize but you have your own style and you have your own aesthetic and i was privileged enough to go to a great school for theater and i learned about performance and like really elevating yourself to another level um and i decided you know taking myself into the music career that i was going to make myself the performance and i'm the performer i'm an artist like i want to emphasize all these things so i wear red pants and i buy these cool things with feathers on them and i decorate top hats and i like wear whatever i've been in the mood for you know mm. uh, and you, you kind of even go further than that i mean the, the van that you drive now is is bright orange it's brilliant yeah. i love I it i don't like to go anywhere discreetly uh, <laughs> I have two cars one of them is a jurassic park jeep which i'm sure some people have seen around burlington and I just bought a 2002 Astro van, which is uh, the color of a pumpkin. So my mom told me she's going to buy me some flowers for that, <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I used to have a dirt bike of the same color. I loved it. Uh, yeah, nobody can, you know, it's like, where's Tom? Oh, boom, <laughs> 300 miles away. <laughs> um, uh, and, and kind of continuing that, that aesthetic um, uh, thread, one, uh, every picture I've ever seen you in is, is fantastic. You're an inc incredibly photogenic person. Um, and I think you showcase this best in the, the cover of the new album that you've come out with. And, yeah. I, and we'll touch on that in just a moment. But um, who is it that's taking these fantastic photos? And how did you put that particular cover together? Yeah, I have uh, a lot of people that I work with uh, photography-wise for different events. You know, and I really try to support local people and get my friends involved in all of my artwork whenever I can and compensate them appropriately. And for the album cover, I work with two very special ladies in my life. Uh, Jacqueline Potter, uh, she is a photographer uh, out of Nectar and Root, which is a studio in Winooski. I highly recommend you go there, even just to look at the space. It's beautiful. Um, and she recognized, like, the style that I was going for and she's very open to working with different aesthetics and like bringing her own spin on things. And I also asked Mary Beth D'Aquila, who is the marketing director of Radio Bean and Lamp Shop, to help me with the graphic design. So Jackie and I had spent this whole wonderful day together. We got Thai food, took this beautiful picture outside in Winooski. And then I took it to Mary Beth and we spent the afternoon at her house just like on the coffee table. We got like some flower petals and we did just like an afternoon of arts and crafts and it ended up being exactly what I needed to be, which is just a collage of friends. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, while it's got, it, it, 
this this quality where it you know now you've told me that I can see how this can be just on on like a table with with yeah. a, just a picture. But I wasn't l- I was surprised there was no like rings from all of our water glasses <laughs> and our wine glasses on the table after that. <laughs> but it it's, it looks it's so incredibly professional. It looks very professionally done. Um, and uh, you've I'm just having a, a quick flick on your Facebook here. Mm-hmm. You've also got a great painting. Um, oh, I'm hope, I hope it go, goes with the album. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a friend. Her name is Carly Miller, um, another person I know from college who I commissioned to make that uh, graphic design for me from a photograph that Jacqueline made um, earlier in the year. And they just did an incredible job. Those are on the T-shirts that I actually bring to my gigs, too, which are really awesome. Uh, I got those made at Amalgamated on Pine Street. They did an amazing job. Like, super great. Culture Works are awesome. Um, well, let's talk about the album because it's just come out. Um, I've given a little listen to it. Um, tell me a little bit about it. How was the process creating it? How does it feel coming out with your first album? It feels kind of bittersweet because it's, you know, you learn a lot from the experience and then you look back on it and you have things that you wish you did differently or you have things that, you know, you recognize now could have been um, approached in a different way. And you also look at it and say, wow, I, I spent a whole year on this project and I made it come to fruition beginning to end. Like I paid for the studio time and I worked my butt off until 3.30 on Saturday nights, like working as a bartender. And I got through and I had these amazing moments with friends and and musicians around town that just like made this more than just a recording that I was putting out into the world. It was like a learning process. So albeit there are things that I would change about it, I would not change a thing about how it came about being because I just, I, I've grown so much from it in the past year. I've heard that a lot about first albums. Um, and uh, a lot of people talk about how those, that first album is really that, the opportunity to kind of go do those things wrong. And then it's that second album where you fix that. And then apparently the second album, you then learn even more and then you create a third album to, to go even further than that. Yeah. Um, so for you, have you already got kind of your eye on the on the next thing coming up? I am hoping uh, to release a single this fall or like early winter. Um, I have a, a new song that I just finished writing. I'm not going to play it today, but if you come to Arthur, you'll be able to hear it. Ooh. Um, it's more of a, an upbeat kind of, it's just a different uh, genre, I would say. My album right now is Americana Folk, and what I'm leaning towards more is trying to progress towards uh, Americana Rock pop. Vibe. Mm. Um, well, on that note, although we're not going to listen to that song, <laughs> I'd love to hear another one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this next song is called Colors. Uh, it's more its a more of a recent song on my album, uh, not on my album, but hopefully going to be on the next one whenever that comes about. This isn't colors, even though it starts with the word colors. Oh, that's so confusing. Uh, This is called Didn't Break, Doesn't Count. Even the greatest colors fade to gray whenever you go away. And I know that that never change and the closer that I get to you the farther that I feel removed from everything I thought I knew it didn't break it doesn't count I lost my love I can't 
can live without it Or at least I'll try But there are things that I wish I knew Before I ever lost you But I ran out of time
guess you'll just have to learn how to take the good with the bad. there um listening to you, you play and really paying attention to lyrics they they seem come across as quite simple but they're really clever okay. there's some really <laughs> great turns of phrase there uh like i i dream but um i can't sleep at night yeah fantastic uh fantastic way to describe kind of being in your own head yeah. but kind of getting <laughs> consumed by your own thoughts and not 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 obviously not being able to sleep yeah. um with those kind of turns of phrase, and I noticed uh, in relapse in the first song, you had a couple of them as well. Do you kind of write them down and figure out where to stick them in a in a uh, yeah, in a so song? When I would say that's almost exactly it. I relapse, like going back to that. There are two lines in that song that I like had in mind, or like emotions that I found a line for, and then I just figured out what I wanted the rest of the song, like to, mm. like a vibe for the rest of the song, and then added other emotions that are appropriate with different lyrics. Um, there are. You know, similarly to About Time I just played, like when they come up with an idea, they'll just jot it down or, you know, they'll come up with things that they had from years ago that they've been just having in their mm -hmm. back pocket. And they're like, oh, I forgot about this entirely. These three words that I now want to make into an entire six and a half minute song. So you're literally taking those those turns of phrase and you, you're crafting the song around it. Yeah, well, m mostly I... I think of myself more so as like a m melody um, and lyricist person. Uh, guitar and piano and all my instruments are definitely second to my voice because I've been working on my voice since I was like five years mm. old. So it's, you know, when you have more of a tendency towards something, it's going to be what you gravitate towards. Mm. I definitely have more of an ease writing music uh, with my voice and then finding the chords that fit with it and then it go exploring from there mm. versus... You know, there's a couple, a handful of songs that I have where I started on guitar first because I wanted to challenge myself. But for the most part, I, I try to like have a routine of just writing things down when I think of them and then expanding on them as soon as. When did you start writing lyrics? Um, probably like right when I graduated high school, or like, like, butt end of high school, like right at the end, because I wasn't really doing music besides choir and like school musicals and stuff. I didn't really think of this as like a lifestyle or possibility or mm. anything until I got to college. So I mostly started after high school uh, with writing my own things. And um, uh, is there any of those songs that you, you kind of started out with after high school that, you know, you're br you brought back for this album? Is, uh, or are all the, the songs you're kind of creating now, are they fresh and new and they've been made recently? I would say... It's half and half, you know, like, um, Don't Worry, I'll Fix It, Relapse, and um, Runaway Bullet were all pretty, like, original songs um, from the beginning. And then What the World Looks Like, which I have a, a music video out on YouTube for as well, which is really great. Got nominated for the Adirondack Film Festival this year, which is super exciting. Wow. Um, that music, uh, that song, rather, is newer, and it was one of those, like, guitar-challenging songs for me. I really push the limits. And even sometimes at live shows now, I'm like, not always totally 100% ready to play it, but I'll like make myself do it because, you know, you can do it in the moment. <laughs> you really can. You got to practice and then just push it. You can do it. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, how, how your sounds changed mm -hmm. in, this, in this year for you. So you've just recently acquired a band. Uh, they're not yeah. here tonight, um, which, and no offense to your band, kind of glad about because I, I love having yeah, this no, acoustic settings. Yeah, I effort, definitely. Like, and the, you know, the guys that I play with are very, like they make themselves available and are, Definitely into stuff like this, but I wanted to do more of an acoustic thing and mm. tease my show on Friday with the full band. So. Oh, I, I completely get that. Um, 
So why did you decide to, to start to start uh, working with a band? And um, how has your sound changed with the inclusion of, of other members? So it's kind of a hard question because I, you know, I never really thought of what adding people to a group entailed because you think, oh, I'm going to make a band. But now it started to kind of just go under my name which makes me feel a little bit like a narcissist. But then I but then I realize, you know, I'm the one that's booking stuff and I'm mm. the one that's writing the music. And like, but simply put, I would not be able to do the shows that I'm doing now without the people that I have behind me. Like, absolutely not. I can't write a drum part. I can't write a bass line. I can hit the keys. I can play good guitar. But, you know, it's more, it's changes my entire life when I have another guitarist on stage with me. I previously played with Alex Bennett, um, who was a UVM graduate, a phenomenal jazz guitarist. Uh, up until May, he played with me for my album release, and that was the last show that he was here for because he graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have these, uh, Greg Rothwell is my bassist. Uh, Will Pearl, a very fitting name, is on my drums. Uh, and I just started playing with Marshall Dem- uh, Dominguez, who is a really fantastic artist. He's playing this weekend at uh, Orlando, so he's a great guitarist. Um, it, it's, you know, you could talk to a musician until they're blue in the face about why they like playing in a band. But for me, it's just like, I, it's easier. It They are such talented musicians and I can bring them a piece and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this music and I want it to sound better. Help. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I try my hardest not to make it like uh, anything egotistical. You know, I really try to make sure they know and really see how valued they are to me yeah. uh, at every point. <laughs> I can. I'm, I'm sure they do. Um and so you've had a, a very busy summer, um, booking yeah, booking shows all over the place. Home yet. My dad is really mad about that. So. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit how things have accelerated for you in this in this year of investment. Yeah, um, it's kind of been um, you know, it's not that I'm moving super super fast, but I'm I'm I learn pretty quickly. So like I see these opportunities and I really wanted to snag them. So I'll over I'll like feel like I'll overdo it sometimes. You know I'll book two shows like really in succession of one another and then I feel like I can't practice but it's all about time management is what I've learned you know I have finally succumbed to google calendars <laughs> for my friend's request uh Iva May she is another phenomenal local musician uh, who has helped me a lot in the past year just growing with other people around me and like really really paying attention to what everybody else is doing has you know helped a lot um with not getting overwhelmed because I am doing a lot right now you know I have I have two jobs right now and I, which is a new thing, I haven't been working two jobs this whole time, but you know, I, I book gigs for myself. I go on like different far away gigs. It takes time to book rehearsals with people you know, when you're playing with more than one person. I have hopefully four or five people joining me on Friday. So it's like hard to organize schedules with a bunch of people who are also doing the same thing as me. You know, like everybody has two jobs nowadays, I feel mm. like. So it's a hard time. Truth. Um, well, we've got time for about one more song. Yeah. Um, but as you've been mentioning, you've got social media. Yeah. You've yeah. got your website. You've got uh, you're up on Spotify. I am on Spotify. I'm on every streaming thing. I just wanted to make it very accessible. Uh, so yeah, tell <laughs> plug plug away and all the gigs that are coming. Yeah. Up. So this Friday, I am playing the final, like the season finale of Truck Stop at Arts Riot. It's the last one of the year. So if you have not gotten there, get your booties down there. <laughs> or you're gonna miss it. and You're gonna feel bad until next May when or June when it starts again. Um, that starts at 5 o'clock with food, and then 8.30 the music starts. It's going to be a great time. It's a free show, and you can bring your dog if you want to. Um, what else is going on? Uh, no, September 20th, I'm playing at the Radio Bean. Uh, and I have... My, oh, my birthday is Friday, too. So if you want to come to the show and bring me a present, that works out. <laughs> uh, my album, as Tom has already said, is on Spotify and you know all those wonderful streaming platforms. And you can just search Sabrina Camillus is my name or Little B Marie on Instagram. 
Uh, and I try to keep people updated because if you're interested in my music, I want you to know what's going on. <laughs> I'll also say if you do go see Sabrina live and you should come to the truck stop gig on Friday um, and you like having uh, hard copies of your of your music, yeah. the the vinyl you had pressed <laughs> for this album is exquisite. Yeah, I got it done at Burlington Record Plan. They did an absolutely beautiful job. Like they really they care about their work there. They invited me in several times to see how they were doing and like made sure the process was to my liking and. They came up with a really, really beautiful project. Did they uh, let you print one yourself? Uh, no, I, I, did, I didn't want to. They did ask, and I was like, I, I, nope, I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> I, this is too expensive for me to touch. So, <laughs> uh, it was a wonderful time. I got translucent red records, and I got some black vinyls as well. They are, they are gorgeous. Really um, just, just aesthetically. Don't leave them in the window, though. Learn that one the hard way. Oh, they, do they melt? Well, all vinyls, they're like very, very heat sensitive. I, DJ Taka, who is a really great artist in residence at Lamp Shop, he's, we were chatting about leaving vinyls in different places, and he's like, never put them in the sunlight. They're like babies. They <laughs> the so now well, I know. The more you know. Yeah. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for coming in. I really yeah. do appreciate it. Um, what song have you got to play us out with? <laughs> this song is called Colors. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> see what I clearly don't know All I need is a point which way is home I am lost I'm scared and I'm alone I just need to know which way to go
like a bruise Although it might seem wrong I'll always know it was the right Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me, Tom. Anytime. Um, don't join us next week because I think we're... No, we, we might have Sabayuma. We, we, okay, well, confusing messages there from producer Bob. What? What? <laughs> uh, we might be having guests on next week, but I am not sure who they are yet. So tune in next week in the anticipation that we might be on. Um, podcast surprise. Podcast surprise. surprise. Um, thank you so much for listening tonight. This has been The Rocket Shop. I've been your host on Proctor. And good night. Thank you.